Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and boy, do we have a terrific show for you today. Today, it's Phil Elson, radio voice of the Razorback Baseball and Women's Basketball, and also host of the Halftime Show on ESPN Radio Arkansas. He will be joining us live a little bit later on in the show. And we will ask him lots and lots of questions on what might happen. Who knows with some of the baseball players who uh, didn't get to play their senior year. And uh, just in general about the epidemic and how it's affected him and the University of Arkansas sports. So that's coming up a little bit later in the show. Um, You know, we're still hearing a lot about sports opening up. And it seems like... When you look at the major sports, first of all, you got to put football way out in front. I mean, they're ahead of the game right now because their season hasn't started yet. So they have the most amount of time to try to figure things out. And they're going to go on as planned. We already talked about that. You know, it looks like the NHL and the NBA are trying to figure things out. The NHL has a phase two. Supposedly, they're talking about starting within the next couple of weeks where a certain amount of players can actually report to their uh, camps. Um, But it looks like the NHL has definitely implemented or will be implementing a 24-team playoff tournament. Um, how they do it again and where they do it is still yet to be determined. But this is something they're going to have to decide quick. But it looks like they're going to go ahead and play in July. And then start with the playoffs. I believe it uh, takes 16 wins to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not sure exactly how many, but feels like that's the right number. And they're not going to resume this season. So they'll go right into playoffs. And if you think about it logically, it makes sense. And it also makes sense for the NBA to do the same thing. You know, in NHL, I think you had just a few games left. I don't remember the exact number of games that was left. But does it really make sense to bring back these teams? I think they're bringing back 24 of 31 or 32 teams that are in the NHL, you know, For these guys that are not going to be playing in the playoffs, it doesn't make sense to bring them back and risk some injury when some of these guys are free agents and they're going to go ahead and, you know, be seeking new contracts. And then you get an injury, then you got to worry about the injury. So I think the NHL is doing this right. The NHL is paid the players, I believe, were paid up front. So whether those guys come back or not, believe me, they're not going to be upset if they don't play hockey, those seven teams that would not qualify for the playoff. So it really looks like the NHL has gotten a plan together. And the same with the NBA. We heard uh, towards the latter part of last week, the NBA using Orlando as a hub and What a beautiful idea. I mean, you think of all the different resorts there in Disney, you know, the biggest thing might be which one to choose. Do you want the rock and roll part of it? Do you want the Aladdin part of it? You know, I'm just kidding, of course. 
But the NBA is probably going to structure. I think they need to wash out the season. As far as the season goes, that, that just needs to end. They need to start with playoffs like the NHL is planning to do. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably the format they are going to go to. Now, the NBA players, um, I believe, have taken a 25% pay cut. I'm not sure how that worked for the remainder of the season. So whether those players who don't play will get paid, I'm not sure how that'll work. But the NBA looks like they're going to also start back up in July. Once again, this information is just the outlines of what they're looking at. They still have other things to work out. Um, obviously, safety is the big, big part of this. And, you know, once again, when it comes to being behind the game and the league that shows the most lack of leadership or the less leadership, whatever you want to word it, is Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred again. And it, I know it sounds like a broken record because... It sounds like I'm constantly picking on Robert Manfred. But this guy just doesn't have it together. Now, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Association, Players Association, are supposed to be discussing an agreement today to come back and play. Now, you know, at a time, and we've talked about this on other episodes, you know, this ain't a collective bargaining agreement but they're treating it like one, and it's wrong. And, you know, a lot of people are getting a bad taste in their mouth because, you know, there's so many people out there right now uh, that are losing jobs. They can't even make a dollar right now. They've been laid off, uh, major cuts in their company, and you have billionaires and millionaires arguing over pennies on the dollar to be able to come back and play the game. Now, if they're arguing over safety, that's a different story in my book. You know, safety, as we have discussed many times on Frankly Speaking Sports, is definitely and without a doubt the most important factor, not just in Major League Baseball, but they're going through that in the NHL and they're going through that in the NBA. And just moments ago, the governor of New Jersey has just announced that he's opening up his city for baseball and for all sports right now. So everybody is starting to open up. The only thing that's going to be on their line is whether they allow fans or not. Now, Major League Baseball, once again, will be discussing this uh, money on how much the players are going to get and how much you know the owners are going to get. Um, you know, the players have made it very clear and have stayed very firm that this revenue plan is not going to work. So as we get more information, we will pass it on to you and we will let you know what's going on. We expect to hear stuff later today. For those of you that have been concerned, I want to thank you very much. I know that... Um, our Facebook page, group page has been down and you get a lot of information on that. For some reason, Facebook has gotten some information from someone that, you know, some of our posts or some of our invites to them, they don't appreciate, which, you know, we're just trying to share our knowledge, our news, and our success with everyone. 
We are not, you know, people say, well, are you trying to compete with this group? Are you trying to compete with that group? No, I'm just trying to provide my fans with the most updated news and give them the option who they want to listen to. Most of these groups that I deal with are groups for a specific team where we here at Frankly Speaking Sports are national. You know, we talk about everyone. Obviously, we're going to talk about who our listeners want to listen to, um, obviously, more than talking about other teams that they don't want to hear about. But for those people out there, you know, we don't know who it was that filed the complaint, but we're now in jail. Uh, what is it? Facebook jail. So as soon as we get out, we will let you know and we will continue to provide you with the most updated news. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Spots. We're just moments away from Phil Elson, the great Arkansas baseball and women's basketball play-by-play announcer, and also does his own show on ESPN Arkansas. He's just moments away from joining us. You know, for those of you who are uh, planning on uh, listening to our buddy Dickie V, uh, we are sorry at this moment. We cannot get his motivational tip, but we will try to get his motivational tip for later on in the show. So don't worry. We'll have our great Dickie V doing um, doing his motivational tip a little bit later. And I told you, Phil Elson will be joining us momentarily. And believe me, this is definitely... Uh, interview you want to listen to this is a three-time winner of the Arkansas Broadcaster of the Year Award so just a great great talent and let's listen to a little bit of uh, play-by-play by Phil Elson the air is hanging here you're one Ground ball, third base, diving stop, Nesbitt. He's up to his feet. He throws across, and the Razorbacks are going to the College World Series. Hey, Omaha, start the preparation. They're coming from Fayetteville. They're coming from Little Rock, from Fort Smith, from Pine Bluff, from all four corners of the natural state. College baseball's Emerald City is the destination. A bright red Razorback caravan is headed to Nebraska. And this time, we're coming for the whole damn thing. The Hogs win 14-1. This one belongs to the Razorbacks. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time on the Frankly Speaking Sports Hotline is my great honor, pleasure, and thrill to introduce to you the radio voice of Razorback Baseball and Women's Basketball, as well as the host of the Halftime Radio Show on ESPN Arkansas. Let's welcome Phil Elson. Phil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Larry, man. I appreciate your invite to, uh, to the podcast and uh, looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, you know, Phil, I just moved here not too long ago from uh, Tampa, Florida. I was there for 36 years, so I was actually following the SEC East. Now I'm learning to follow, you know, I'm wearing right now, you'll be proud of me, an Arkansas shirt and an Arkansas hat. I am learning to love this team. 
Everywhere I go, you see somebody with an Arkansas shirt or hat on. I mean, they just love that team here, don't they? two months ago, you're in the peak of what is supposed to be the peak of your season. Uh, you know, you do your play-by-play, SEC baseball starting, and you do play-by-play for baseball, and the women's basketball team is just having an amazing season. They're about to go to the um, tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament, and then boom, in the wink of an eye, everything changes. Try to think back to that moment when you found out that everything that you do, basically, except for your radio show, but your play-by-play announcing for both teams, all of a sudden was switched off. Well, I mean, the radio show is sort of predicated on the teams that I work for, so that frightened me uh, when, when I heard that everything was going to be shut down. But maybe our show and our station would be shut down because our whole station is predicated on the Razorbacks. But I think we have found uh, that we are more than just, you know, reporting Razorback games that we're seeing or reporting Razorback games that are uh, that we're previewing. Because that's what you've had to do in these last couple of months, and that's what we'll have to do for the next at least two to three months. Right. Um, you know, when, when, it, it, it was a difficult reality to uh, A, understand, B, accept, and then C, become, uh, you know, adjust my, uh, my attitude towards when I learned that not only the NCAA basketball tournaments would be canceled, but in a more long-term sense, the baseball season would be canceled. And then the more you think about it, all the other sports are in jeopardy too, as we're learning now, you know, that, you know, if there's a second wave, depending on how, how people act this summer and how, what responsible or non-responsible actions they take, whether or not we'll have a football season sort of depends upon that. So uh, when it really hit me is, is it was after it was, it was the day after the season was suspended by the SEC, not canceled, but suspended. And I texted Dave Van Horn just, you know, as a, as a hello and telling him, you know, that I'm looking forward to getting back in a couple of weeks, I hope. And he just told me then and there over a text that the season was going to be canceled. It hadn't been announced yet, 
But when Dave tells me something, I believe him. And it, it hit home with me uh, at that very moment, and I felt empty. Um, you know, I, I, I was sad for the cancellation of the basketball tournaments, uh, but I feel like that had more to do with with the building of the program and seeing those girls have the chance to see their season. You know, it's been a really fun season capped by great national exposure, and they would have made a little run, I think, in the tournament this year. But but for me, baseball is uh, baseball is really at the heart of who I am, just like the Razorbacks are at the heart of who Arkansas is. Um, and I've called baseball games in college and minor league baseball for for 20, 23 years, and knowing that I wasn't going to have that chance when it hit home with me that that gave me a really empty feeling. I still feel it, but I've become more more accustomed to it. And you know, Phil, you know, as anybody knows, when you're doing play-by-play announcing for any team, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, whatever, you, you get real close ties with the coach and the players. You know, a lot of seniors lost out this year. Actually, good seniors for the Razorbacks that were trying to showcase themselves, maybe to help their stock a little bit better in the Major League Baseball draft. I mean, talk about the impact for our listeners. You know, they say, yeah, we understand, but I don't think they really do understand the impact it had on these kids that were possibly playing their last year of collegiate baseball. deeper than just what happened to the seniors in college baseball. And I think you understand that too, Larry. But it, 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 this, this has cost everyone a year of development, a year of games, uh, not, not just college players. The, the people that this affects the least in a weird way are the major league players because, you know, we're trying to figure out a way that we're going to have a major league season. There's not going to be a minor league baseball season. There was no high school baseball. There has been no college baseball this year. All of the summer tournaments, they're, they're being, they have, they've either been canceled or changed to the point where it's not the same sort of tournaments that these kids were playing in for the last few years. This has cost everyone a year of development. The kids for seniors in college baseball they get that year back if they want it. The, the guys who are juniors that were going to be drafted, they get a choice. Some of them still might go in this weird five-round draft. They might still have a chance to sign for a much lower amount of money but go play professional baseball or come back and play college baseball. The minor leaguers that the major league teams want to keep on for another year or so, they, they'll come back and play next year. The kids who I really feel sorry for are the high school seniors, those who really 
No, definitely. I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, over the weekend, Phil, some very, very sad news, especially, I mean, for the whole college basketball uh, um, you know, world was the uh, sudden death of Eddie Sutton. Um, for those people like myself, now I remember Eddie Sutton as a coach. You know, he was here from the 70s to, what, the mid-80s here in Arkansas. Um, what was the impact that Eddie Sutton had on Arkansas basketball? We are talking to Phil Elson, radio voice of Razorback baseball and women's basketball and host of the halftime radio show on ESPN Arkansas. Um, you know, Phil, I'm listening to, and you talked about it earlier and you brought it up about the start of possibly the college football season. And I know on your show on ESPN, you cover all variety of different uh, sports. Um, I've been listening to uh, the SEC commissioner, Greg uh, Sankey, and also the athletic director of Arkansas, Hunter Juracek, and from what they are saying, now once again, this is from what they are saying, 
they are going on with things as planned. For example, June 8th, they're going to allow some of these facilities to open up and some of the student athletes. And according to Hunter Juracek, uh, he said he plans on the home opener on, on September 5th being played. He doesn't expect anything to change. In your opinion, do you see that happening? Now, can you, and of course, we might not have a choice. We have to do what we can do with the, you know, obviously safety and all that, all the precautions we need to take in order for people to be safe. But can you imagine, you know, an Arkansas football game going on with no fans in the stands?
I think we have to be open to accepting certain restrictions, whether it's empty stadium, half full, a third full, whatever. I'm no expert on how you do these things. So I'm willing to accept what the planners feel is best for the university, for the student athletes, for the fans, for everybody that's involved. Because I truly think they're the only ones who are, are really able to balance it all and, and come out with the best plan. Now, Phil, before we let you go, I have one more question with you. Uh, you've won now, I believe it's three times, you know, you've been, uh, you know, privileged to win the Arkansas Sportscaster of the Year Award. Uh, for all our listeners, and we now have a decent following here in Arkansas, we have a lot of people in Florida as well. What does that award, you know, you work hard, there's no doubt about it. Everybody that listens to you, and I've listened, you know, played a tape early of you calling the game where you clinched the World Series to go into the College World Series. Um, you know, what's that award mean to you? Um, it's, it's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, it means acceptance. It means uh, there are people who enjoy what I do. Um, it means that I've been around for a while. <laughs> um, acceptance is, a, is an interesting word to, to, to center on to, to talk about that because um, I, I have won it three times, but I've won it for different reasons. The first time I was I was named that I got that award was when I was doing uh, minor league baseball for the Arkansas Travelers. And uh, which is what brought me to Arkansas uh, in 2001, the double A team in Little Rock. And I was also broadcasting women's basketball at, um, at UALR. I, I did not have a connection to the Arkansas Razorbacks, zero. And, and the truth is, when you look back at the award winners, and this is also another one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I take pride in, in winning this award, Paul Eels, Bud Campbell, uh, Steve Sullivan, Chuck Barrett, Mike Nail, uh, I mean, the, Ray Tucker, the, the list goes on and on. And, and, and they're great sportscasters, legendary, every last one of them. But they all made their bones covering the Razorbacks. And I won the award the first time while having nothing to do with the Razorbacks. And then the last two times that I've gotten this, I've been all Razorbacks. Um, so I feel it shows at least a little versatility. It shows somebody that is not from here and doesn't, and still doesn't sound like I'm from here, um, can really be accepted as an Arkansan and as a Razorback too. Um, and, and I do take pride in that. Well, Phil, we, we love listening to you. I've listened to, I mean, unfortunately, I got down here and only heard a, you know, a few games because obviously the season was canceled like we talked about earlier. But I want to thank you so, so very much for joining us today on Frankly Speaking Sports. Well, Larry, it's been a pleasure. And I've got to ask because I can tell that accent that you've got. My parents sound like you. 
Where are you from? Are you from New York City? I'm actually from Long Island, originally Long Island. Okay. But I lived in Florida, then I moved to Florida, but I lived in uh, New York for 13 years. I've got two parents that are, that are uh, natives of Queens and met at Queens College. And my mother is born and raised in Rosedale, which you probably know is like the last borough before Long Island starts, although it's on Long Island. So I grew up with people that sound just like you. <laughs> well, I, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> I know it is a good thing. I love New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, be be safe. Uh, and I'll probably, you know, hope to see you in the near future when I'm at some Arkansas games. You're welcome. Thank you. That was the great Phil Elson, radio voice of Razorback Baseball and Women's Basketball and host of the Halftime Show on ESPN Arkansas. We'll be back right after this. Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. My sports chatter today starts off on a little sad note. Last night, learned about the passing of Eddie Sutton, 84 years of age. Hall of Fame coach. Took four schools, the first guy to ever do that, to four schools to the NCAA tournament. Creighton, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Oklahoma State. May Eddie rest in peace. I will never forget the phone call I received from his son, Sean, the day that he was selected for the Hall of Fame. And I want to tell you the excitement in his voice and his family was gathered, and Eddie was there as well. But I'm hoping and praying, and so was the family, that Eddie was aware that he got into the Hall of Fame. Bottom line is the family knows it. It was great that that happened while he was living. May he rest in peace. Guy was a masterful, masterful teacher. The guy in the gym was as good as it gets. Hey, on another note today, we have the Lance story, the documentary of Lance Armstrong. Watch it tonight, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Read a great article by Kelly Cohn of ESPN.com about the rise and the fall of Lance Armstrong. You check this out tonight because I think it is going to be really interesting and certainly filled with a lot of controversy. Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. That was the great Dick Vitale. And, yes, he did talk about the uh, documentary on Lance Armstrong. That was actually the other day that Dickie V did that for us. And I wanted to get in that part about Eddie Sutton because, you know, Dick Vitale, uh, as close as he was to him, I wanted to make sure that we got that. Now, what a great interview, again, with Phil Elson. Uh, I, you know, a great, great, great interview. And, you know, tomorrow, again, we have some very, very good guests. I should say great guests on tomorrow. Bradley Lewis Walker from the Sports Jabber and the Walker Report. Then we get Ty Richardson. He's the, you know, uh, he's the host of the morning show on ESPN Arkansas, the same channel that Phil Elson's on. So we get to, you know, he's the program director as well, so we get to listen to him. Then tomorrow night, a very, very special interview with Ji Ho Yu of the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization. He covers Korean baseball and we have a lot of information. We're hopefully going to be on Facebook Live if they allow me back on. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. They kind of put me in some type of Facebook jail. But if not, we're going to definitely try to do that on YouTube or another network. So we will keep you updated on that. 
Want to let you know if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, topics you want to talk about, you can leave a message right at the end of this link. It says voice message, leave a message. We get it. We'll play it on the next episode of Frankly Speaking Sports. Want to also let you know many different venues you can follow us on. Um, at Larry Frankus on Twitter. That's with the U.S. at the end. Go to Twitter. We put all our podcasts on Twitter. So make sure that you become a follower on Twitter, especially if our Facebook group doesn't come back up. But if our Facebook group does come up, it was one of the fastest growing pages on Facebook. Frankly speaking, sports. Go ahead. Join us. Listen to us. We try to put all the latest updated news that we can put on our sports group page. So we want to let you know that. Also, we now have a YouTube channel. That's right, YouTube. We take all our podcasts and we break down the interviews and we get them on to uh, YouTube. So make sure you subscribe there as well. You know, I think... Phil, not that I think, I know Phil Elson made a great, great point. And, you, you know, we tend to forget the high school athletes, the ones who were playing their senior in high school, that play for the love of the game, like Phil said, that will never get that back. They will never be able to play that senior year of high school. A lot of them, it was the last time they were going to see a lot of friends or play in front of a lot of friends. They're playing for the love of the game. You know, there's nothing. I mean, you know, when you think about it, I mean, Phil's definitely correct when he says, I think at that point, how much further does it go? The love of the game. You know, when you start getting into college, you start, you know, and it's sad to say, but players start separating a little bit. Um, you know, you're all one team, but then you have those that have potential to move on to the next level after college, those that are just average players that might move on, and then those players that are on the team that may never get a chance to uh, get drafted in Major League Baseball. And now with Major League Baseball going down to five rounds in minor leagues, there is, no, you know, and I never thought of the, the way Phil explained it. There is no minor league baseball this year. We know that. So all those college players that would have been coming out of, uh, or that all coming out of uh, high school, um, or even coming out of college that are going to be drafted are not going to be able to play this year because there is no minor leagues. So it's going to be all the way to next year. What is it? You know, I know minor league baseball starts later their spring training starts later than the spring training of major league players. So now you're looking at possibly to the end of March before these players get together and play baseball again. So I thought it was a very, very interesting and terrific point by Phil Elson. Now, for those of you that are not familiar or was not um, informed, you know, yesterday, certain players at certain uh, training facilities in Major League Baseball 
got to go ahead and do workouts. Now, there's a limited amount of players. I, I know Kevin Cash was at the Trop yesterday with some of his players. Let's listen to what they had to say. Step in the right direction. It was great seeing everybody. Um, I, I didn't. I missed a, two the first two pitchers because we kind of had to stagger it amongst coaches and staff there. Uh, but I saw a handful of pitchers and position players. I think they were excited just to get back to something that they're normal or used to, given that it was very unusual circumstances. Kind of went through a back gate, um, and certainly we're wearing masks and trying to take every precautionary measure possible. But step in the right direction, and it's good to see some smiling faces. Everybody obviously going in wearing masks. They had a station to wash their hands. Um, today I saw Mikey Perez and Jose Martinez up there um played some catch did a little bit of workout with dc um did some running and obviously the main the main deal now is to try to stay in shape you know um we're not sure when we'll be back back out there but hopefully soon and the main thing is keeping the, keeping our legs under us and staying in shape but it was good to see new faces i mean it's been a while since we've got to see each other and hang out be on a routine so today was uh it was good to have that little change of scenery players did not have mask on uh everybody else had mask uh but the actual players that were active were, were not wearing masks um they were allowed to play catch condition run and then kind of we, we set up like a makeshift gym uh where they did some plyo work some lightweight stuff i think it'll continue to evolve as we uh go kind of day to day or right now monday wednesday friday get through this week and then you know maybe we'll have some discussions and see what kind of guidance we're getting from mlb if, if it's something that we want to expand on i think that's a step in the right direction being able to go show up to the field you know we're creatures of habit. We we want to have something routine based, um, and uh, it almost being June now and not being on a routine, being able to go to the trot today, uh, definitely felt like things are starting to move in the right direction. Um, and you know, hopefully, we come up with something here soon. All the guys came in, and you can tell they've done a good job of keeping themselves in shape uh, over the last two months. So that's uh, that was encouraging. They, they they are eager and ready to go. Um, I think there's still a lot that has to be figured out, sorted through between the safety protocols, reentry protocols, and certainly an agreement between MLB and the, and the players. But um, a lot of people are working really, really hard to try to accomplish all those things in a, in a pretty condensed time frame. It's hard for us right now to find motivation to work out in our backyard or to throw with our wives or work out with our dogs per se, you know, it, it's, it's hard to do all that kind of stuff and find that motivation. So, um, opening up the trop is huge to be able to go there, find routine. And, um, I think what we're doing now, go in, do a warm up, uh, get some running in and then some throwing. I think that's all you need right now. Um, especially with what's going on. That was both Kevin Kish, the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays. And the other individual that you heard speaking was Austin Meadow. Uh, the outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Frankly Freaking Sports. This is Larry, and I hope everyone is enjoying our show today. Um, 
I want to remind you that Frankly Speaking Sports is on many different venues. We talked to you that to you before, but if you're trying to listen right now on the Facebook group, we want to remind you that for some reason, somehow, we've been disabled by Facebook temporarily, I hope. I'm not sure why. I know we haven't posted anything unethic or unordinary. I believe somebody was invited to listen to our show on Wednesday night, which is tomorrow, that we will be doing live. And we were going to do it live on Facebook. Now that's up in the air with Jiho Yu of the Korean Baseball Organization. Uh, He covers Korean baseball. It would have been a terrific event. If not, I'm going to probably have to do it live on YouTube. So for those of you that uh, are expecting to see that show tomorrow, we're hoping it will go on. We'll hope to be back. Not sure what this uh, mess is going on with Facebook. There's anybody out there from Facebook that has control on Facebook. I appreciate it. We figure this mess out and get us back rolling. Want to remind you all that uh, we have a lot, a lot of guests this week. We mentioned it in the last segment about Bradley Lewis, Ty Richardson, and Jiho. Uh, you tomorrow. And then on Thursday, you know, I believe we got Zach Berman and Don Walken. Uh, Zach Berman covers the uh, Philadelphia Eagles for the Athletics. Don Walken is uh, for USA Today. Then we got Jeremy Schulman on Friday, uh, the great junior college basketball coach from Eastern Florida. So we got a tremendous week planned for you, and we already have guests booked for next week. So we'll continue our success here on Frankly Speaking Sports. Hopefully, whoever that individual was, um, I'm not sure why. There might have been jealousy about us doing very well, but, you know, if we did offend you in any way, shape, or form... We do apologize, but that's what we do on Frankly Speaking Sports. We invite everyone to go ahead and listen to our interviews, our podcasts, and to join our group. We we don't mean to offend people. So in the case we offended you, we do apologize. Want to remind you all that we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Frankly Speaking Sports. Thank you.